Welcome back to Ben Does What He Wants. I am Ben Schlofeld, and let's get right back into where we left off last week to the thrilling conclusion of our first campaign. Listen. If you dare. Ooh. <laughs> when we last left our adventuring adventurers, they had narrowly made it through a border check into the DMZ between Dovar and Parvula, Soon arriving at the small town of Honey Meadow, the group was quickly enlisted by the mayor to help the town with a goblin problem. A goblin. Two gangs of goblins had taken up camps in a nearby mine and mill, respectively. The adventurers decided to pose as a mining company interested in purchasing the mine that the goblins inhabited. Little do the goblins know that their intentions are not as they seem. Let's see what happens next. Ooh. Uh, yeah, you guys, you guys walk sort of out of the cover that you've previously been holding, uh, and you call out to the goblins. Hello. Hello. Uh, and one goblin turns to the other goblin and says, "Holy shit! Get him!" <laughs> God damn it! Roll for initiative. <laughs> uh, we are going into our first battle situation. Oh, Wait, Lord. what's initiative? It only took us two hours and 53 minutes. I know, I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. Uh, no, it's I told you, that's a roleplay. Um, okay, welcome to a battle map. Sorry I couldn't find a windmill. You have a giant stone. Pretend that is a building. Um, yes. Oh, there I am. Where am I? Oh, you guys so bottom right. cute. Sorry. I see it. There you are. Oh. Oh, so click on your, on your little dude and make sure that you can move it for me. Yep. yep. All right, moving back oh, where it was. Terrible. If you click on initial. your pog there, and then go to your character sheet, uh-huh. at the top of your character sheet, you will see uh, initiative mm-hmm. there. It should it should have a number. Before we start, I roll my eyes and say, let's try to leave at least one of them alive to negotiate with. <laughs> where is initiative? Is that uh, it's right next to armor class. Very at the top. Oh, I see. I hope my initiative is zero. Yeah, so click oh. the word initiative. Done. Oh. Hey. That was pretty high. Holy Dang, kit. John. Holy kit, John. <laughs> yeah. Ambrose has some of that good initiative. Good. Oh, right. he's so cute. I was so ready to do my uh, my dialect to convince these goblins. But you still will. In oh. fact, you have to, during the entire fight, maintain oh. the ruse that that's what your voice sounds like. Fair enough, fair enough. Oh, wow. That's What's unfortunate. The, the, dang, they got good initiative. Wait, where do you... Oh, that's, they you just sh- rolled a 22, I assume. So their initiative is yep. a little bit higher than ours. Mm. What's that mean? That means they go first. They go first. Okay. This oh, that makes the, sense. The initiative determines the battle order. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It basically means how quick are you on your feet. Yep. Uh, All right. So, uh, that's the order that you folks are in. So you have goblins. six nice goblins coming at you. That uh, sounds so nice. Do any of them look more important than the other? No, they all look very the unimportant. Yeah. Got it. They all look pretty unimportant. Well, so none of them are wearing any elaborate hats is the important mm. thing. Nope, none of them are wearing an elaborate hat. Excellent. Ooh, they do not live up to their uh, bad hat. No, they don't. They're not bad hatters. No, they've got bandanas. That, which I guess if you think about it. It's a terrible hat. Bandana it's a terrible is a hat. super bad hat. Um, let's see. Sun's so when I'm measuring, yep, they can get to Ambrose. 
So this guy is going to go charge an Ambrose. Ah. I love that we have the There's most armored guy in the fucking back. Yeah, that was not. It wasn't. We weren't planning well tactically. Conceived. We were planning diplomatically. That's my forte. Hello. Hello. Goblin. Blah blah. <laughs> Hello, my goblin. Hello, my goblin. Hello, my ragtime. Ragtime gal. Ragtime gal. Let's get here. Look at a move. Right? Poor aren't Ambrose. They, aren't they beautiful? Hey. I am like. We'll seven. see. We'll see what All happens. Right. Those first four are going to go up. Uh, so the one just north of Ambrose. Mm-hmm. He is going to attack with his scimitar. Uh-oh. Go, Ambrose. So is this when we plus... get our weapon? Eventually. Okay. We mm-hmm. will get there, and he is going to attack. Plus four. Uh, eight. That's not going to do it. So, so the goblin... How this works is you roll an attack roll. Yes. Okay, and that is just a d20, and you may have plus or minus, or plus to it. You depending. almost certainly will have almost a plus to your attack because, of your, because of your proficiency, and then whatever governs your weapon. So, gotcha. for you, Ben, as a paladin, attacking with like a warhammer or, or a sword, it'll be a strength mm-hmm. bonus, Which means so that's you why get you get plus attitude. two, and then, or whatever so your strength is. That determines, you're... like, how well you're hitting. And mm. that is contested by the enemy's armor class, yes. the AC. Mm. So if you, if it's like a real squishy slug monster, it's going to have a pretty low AC. If it's mm-hmm. a guy wearing full plate armor, it's going to have a high AC. Mm-hmm. So this determines whether you get past their armor or their innate dexterity, whether you like, they <laughs> and you can't yeah, hit them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then if that attack succeeds, then you roll for damage, which is a different roll. And okay. That's what happens when you click on the name mm-hmm. of the thingy. Oh. So that's how, so in this that's case, how the battle works. The goblin slashes at Ambrose with his scimitar, and Ambrose kind of dodges out of the way of the scimitar Good strike job. and gets missed. Go that is bro. it for goblin one up here in the far top of where Ambrose is. The see, next see. one down tries the same damn thing. Uh, 16. That's gonna do it, yeah, I that'll, bet. That'll do. Uh, so, that time, uh, his scimitar hits Ambrose, and he deals his damage. Which is... I have to roll for this since I don't have, like, character sheets made up for that. That's why it takes me a minute longer than you guys. Don't, don't worry. Problem. I can cut all this. Uh, he deals 8 damage. Ouch. That goes for Not me. great for Ambrose. Oh my god, eight is literally all my hit points. If that uh, had hit me, I'd have died. Uh, Ambrose is looking bad. Really, oh. really, really Ooh. bad. Can uh, I help him? He is uh, bleeding profusely from the wound he just took. I have lay of hands. I could use medicine. I've got a lot of medicine. Uh, yeah. Next goblin. Uh, the one standing right next to Brooklyn. Meefy. Meefy's a Meefy. Uh, strikes at you with a scimitar. 18. Oh, Probably gonna hit. Crap. Yeah. Uh, what do and I now do? Now she rolls. What does she roll? Uh, that, rolls, that's gonna hit He you. rolls damage. I roll my damage. Uh, Let's hope I don't kill you. Oh, God. She's got better hit 
points Wait, for me. Four damage points. If you die, then you get to do a thing called death saves, which mm. is that for we'll three turns in a row, you are trying, you are rolling to see if you died or not, basically. Wow. So take four points of damage. Um, so so go damage? to your character your sheet, points. and where it says hit point maximum so and current hit points. Take your current hit points down to six. Oh, minus four. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes Ouch. sense. Sorry, Neefy. And that last guy didn't move close enough to be able to attack ah! anybody. So that is it for the goblins. All right. All right. So uh, next turn, Ambrose Black Creek. Ooh. We want to heal him if we can. What's your What's your? You would have to wait for until your turn. it's your turn. It's turn based. Yeah. Well, I mean, I realize. Okay. Um... Oh, and that's the other thing, is there's a thing called attacks of opportunity. And basically, if he now tried to run away from them, because he's within their threat radius, uh-huh. they would have a free shot at him. Ooh, don't do that. Mm. Yeah. So don't run away. Hmm. Um, I mean, you do run away. But my boy here really close. is going to use a... So you can't do that. <laughs> Oh, can't use any of my good abilities yet. <clears throat> I am going to use my short sword on them. Do we know the HP of these these punks? Uh, you don't get to know that. that no. You just get to see, like, do they look like they're dying or not? Not going to do it. Uh, oh. Ambrose strikes at the goblins with his but short sword. But he's bleeding so much. I know. But he misses. There's so he misses. It's like, you can't sticky. even see no. because there's just blood no. in his eyes. Uh, Tom <laughs> of the Tree Fingers. Okay, so <clears throat> I kind of want to do something to help out uh, my buddy here uh, who's bleeding. So I can either, would it be more advantageous for me to heal him or for me to attack a goblin? Probably to heal him? Remember if lay hands is as a bonus action or if that's an action or not. I'm not sure. I can click on it. Uh, your This feature has no effect on undead. or Your blood touch can heal wounds. You have a pool of healing power that replenishes when you take a long rest. With that pool, you can restore a total number of hit points equal to your paladin's level times five. So I'm a level one. So five hit points. Five hit points. Which five will hit bring points. him back from the brink of death. As an as an action, you can touch a creature and draw power from the pool to restore a number of hit points to that so creature. Yeah, that would take up your whole action, which would mean that you're not able to attack a goblin. Uh, just for this turn. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's, it's probably worth it, because you're also not in their threat radius, so you can move. You get, uh, since you're... Uh, walking speed is that you're a normal sized person. You can move 30 feet. What do you guys, this is my first battle, what do you guys recommend? Heal, heal Ambrose? I kind of think your best I as in your first battle, I would say your best bet is to try to finish off the goblins. Alright, bye Ambrose. <laughs> okay, well I mean Ambrose might live. I can kill one of the goblins. That's true. We'll see what happens. So I guess I'll attack, um, the only one you can really to attack. The only one you can really attack is there's one that you have like an angle on, right? Yeah. The one right in front yeah. of Ambrose, you can attack. That's the one. Since I can't go the one north of him, I'll go to the one. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll click on that old warhammer. My warhammer with you one can attack hand. one hand. Yes. I oh. want to keep my shield just in case. That is not gonna do it. Damn it! You swing at him with your warhammer and you miss the tiny goblin lad. Um. Fudging, eh? So, We're all gonna die. It is me. If I hit on my gear thing, is that gonna tell me what my spells do? Uh, 
I, no, you click on spells. You see where it says core bio yeah. spells? Click mm-hmm. on spells. So once you're there, though, the gear should tell you exactly oh. what oh, they yeah. all do. Yeah. Okay. Um, is imbued with nature's power. Okay. Oh, man, that's disappointing. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Fairy no, fire. It's like you didn't roll die. That's a useful one. Uh, each object in a 20-foot cube within range is outlined in blue, green, or violet. Any creature in the area when the spell is cast is also outlined. It's and, not good, though, because we're yeah. within that cube. And right. it, I mean, it, yeah. So then, beast bond. I could become a little beast and run away. Mm-hmm. Nah. Minor illusion. So is illusion whatever I make it to be? You create a sound or image of an object within range. Yeah. Or you could hit them with your shillelagh. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be the best. I mean, or, we, or, is, or, or could we... If we like do a distraction, is that what that would do? Like we make a sound behind them where they turn around. You and create they a sound, or, so they all look around. I mean, would that be it? And then we can make them vulnerable. And then we like, make them could, trip. You could try that. I mean, okay. What, what do you guys? I mean, again, my first battle with it is that. I want smart, like a lady goblin being like, "Hello, boys." You don't have that power yet. Damn. That's yes. a major illusion. Yeah, minor illusion is just something small. It has to be something um, within a five snapping. foot cube, and it can only be. It can either be uh, an image or a sound. It can't be both. So they they couldn't hear it unless they were five feet away. Is that what you're saying? No, no. I'm saying it. The the image has to uh, fit within okay. a five foot cube. So. But what do you guys Wait, think? I also have Entangle. What's Entangle do? Entangle, grasping weeds and vines sprout from the ground in a 20-foot square starting at the point within range. For the duration, these plants turn the ground into an area of difficult terrain. A creature in the area, when you cast the spell, must succeed on a strength saving throw or be restrained by the entangling plants until the spell ends. A creature restrained by the plants can use its action to make a strength check. My casting time is one action. You could cast it. At, what's your range on that? Does it say? 20 foot? My range is 90. Yeah, you could cast it on the two that are far away so that they can't join their friends in coming to attack us. Or what do you guys we, think? I mean, or I can use Shillelagh. I feel like you should use Shillelagh. Right. Shillelagh, the water cover quarter stuff you're holding, is imbued with nature's power. For the duration, you can use your spellcasting ability instead of strength for the attack and yeah damage. i already swapped that stuff for you your your yeah. your quarterstaff acts as a shillelagh I so do, do i that, go back I to core and then i hit quarterstaff mm-hmm. and which one are you attacking oh sorry i attacked the one that's in front of ambrose and me oh uh, that hits yay click, click on quarterstaff the word to deal your damage oh click on it again. where it is in the uh, chat where it is in the chat so if you go oh, to the yeah. chat and click on up oh, now Seven. Lucky seven. Lucky number seven. Uh, yeah. So you, with your shillelagh quarterstaff, raise it high above your gnome head and give it a righteous swing uh, and knock the goblin fucking senseless to where he crumples in a heap dead. Whoa! Woo! Yeah! You one-shotted that little bitch. Nice. Is that it for your turn, Nephi? Oh, I can do something else? You can if you have, like, bonus actions? Or I don't know some if you... people have bonus actions. I so don't think you do. At this point, point, you wouldn't want to move because you'd still provoke an attack from that guy just north of you. Did, I thought that's the one she wanted to kill was the one oh. right in front of Ambrose. You wanted to that kill one? That was that okay. one. But, Sorry. I mean, it I'm assuming matter. he's no, also dead. Yeah. That's... 
can't. What? You just kill people because you want me to kill people. Why not? That one can be dead, though. And then this guy is, un- is suddenly is not undead. dead. He's undead. All right. I'm talking about Nephi. This is singing. It's not talking. But is that the level you think you're going to be doing? Um, are we singing the whole episode? It's up to you. It's up to me. It's up to you. It's up to me. No, it's me. Good. Oh, no, I ruined it already. I dropped the balloon or the ball, whatever. 99 <clears throat> red balloons. Noint, noint, hund, rot, balloon. Wait, how are you going to introduce this? Like, we're back. <laughs> we're already recording. I know, but you're going to cut this part out. Definitely not. I will make you. <laughs> you don't control what goes I in. I will in. break you. You will break my bones. Is that from Rocky? Break, I think that's, yeah, Rocky 4. How many Rockies have you seen? Uh, two. I've only seen two. Rocky, the one with Dolph Lundgren and the the first one. I will break one. you. Mm-hmm. Wait, episodes. is he German? I thought he was Russian. He's Russian. His name's Dolph Lundgren, and he's Russian. He plays a Russian. Yeah. Shouldn't it be like he looks? He looks more something st- more stereotypically <laughs> not German. Yeah, you know, he looks more like a Scandinavian. He looks Swedish. He's like he's tall and blonde. He doesn't look. Like a stereotypical Russian character. That's just, that's, hey, you're talking to me as if I were a producer of this movie and, and I decided, get Dolph Lundgren on the phone. Hey, Audrey. Let's get our least Russian guy in here. She's a black woman, the least Russian. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Casting choices. It, it should have been a big, uh, shorter person. Go- person. I don't know. <laughs> Anywho, okay. I don't know. So, I'm, what, how how will I start? I mean, we could sing our song. <clears throat> oh, hello. She just wants pets. Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. You, no, you're not singing at that register. That sounds terrible. Oh, well, we have to. Who knows? It could have resolved really well. No. No, we'll never know. Dungeons and Dragons. 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 All right. Dungeons and Dragons. We've played it. We're done. We're not done. We're not done playing, but we. Who knows when we'll be done? I mean, it. Actually, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know when things stop. Like, do we just? Does it just? Does the campaign end where like a, you've acquired that thing? Because we're not seeking anything necessarily. We are seeking vague. Like each character is looking for has their own goal 
ish, but they're all kind of. It's not like you, Nephi. You don't have to acquire a gemstone to save your people, right? I mean, maybe I do. Maybe that's the what? mystery that will be unraveled. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because all I need to do is like get to a different country, and I've done that. So I feel like, what's my character? Actually, I've done that. Have I completed what I need to do? You should go back to your biography. I should check it. Yeah, it's been a little bit. Check the notes. I'm just keep. I keep rolling with it. So, um, but yes, we played what like five sessions now. I believe. Yeah, we're at five sessions. Five sessions. Five sessions. So it's been a really fun sort of routine. You know, yes, we've done it like most of the time. Saturday, it's Saturday afternoon. afternoons, mm-hmm. and it's just a good time. It's what else are you doing on Saturday afternoon? Yeah, it's been really great. Um, so <clears throat> after having played a bit Brooklyn, uh, do you have any, um, like what's, if someone, if some person who never played Dungeons and Dragons came up to you and you started talking like, well, I played DN- Dungeons and Dragons on Saturday, like what would be the first like thing you might tell them about w- what your impression was? Um, does that question make sense? Yeah. Okay. So I guess the first aspect of it that really sticks out is the storytelling mm-hmm. um, the construction of a narrative the construction of a world mm-hmm. um, the construction of characters and how detailed that can be or how vague it can be sometimes too. It, yeah it can be vague <laughs> and that can kind of uh, and, unravel that mystery you that know we have to it it's what's yeah interesting is watching John our DM uh, come up with things on the fly because Kit, his his girlfriend, will especially ask some invasive like, "What's his name? Where is he from? What kind of spell is that?" Like that he definitely isn't prepared for sometimes. And so I- yeah, it's kind of him thinking on his feet mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, I think just the details that you can get into with the storytelling. There's also on one of our lift rides home i was gonna tell that story too hold on go on go on the radiator i'm gonna turn the radiator off while you're talking right i just didn't want to start whistling while we were dixieing so um sorry what was the question oh you're about to talk about the lift driver Oh, on one of our lift rides home from John and Kit's place, we were talking about what had happened during that particular chapter Mm -hmm. in our campaign. And it was probably like about a mile or two into our drive. And finally, the lift driver perks up and says, are you guys talking about Dungeons and Dragons? (laughs) And then the conversation that he joined in on became super technical yes it did way over our heads yes like with which edition talking about something like spell like bubbles specs, popping spec, the specs yeah, of characters maybe yeah, like, have like two classes or i it, like i said it was all over our heads and like things about it sounded familiar from having played like Final Fantasy Tactics or other RPGs, but it w- it was. I think he was speaking to us as if we would pick up on it, yeah, right? And we did not. <laughs> At least I didn't. 
No, and it just kind of detailed how deep you can really go because, into. Because a lot of it, like, it's only limited by the imagination of the pers- of the DM. Like, they give you these manuals, um, but you can still just make up a sword that you find on the ground, and that sword can do whatever. I mean, it, it's... So, what's nice about D&D, it's never going to be the same campaign twice. That's the cat again. Hello, Audrey. Um... So I think that would be a good selling point for the game. Um, it yeah. does, but it does, it's time. Like it's so, but you have to have a DM who wants to write this. Like I, I thought when I saw manuals and, and things like that, I thought that was the game. Ooh, cat. <laughs> I thought the game was in that book. Like it would tell you, you turn a page, and then you know, like oh, the next part of the campaign will be this. Like I didn't realize it was mostly just. Uh, new monsters, characters, weapons, classes, stuff like that to expand. Like some of it is campaigns. I know that much. Like uh, with more or less narratives in it, but um, it's just it's nuts that you can stick to it as much as you want or not, um, which yeah. is very freeing. Um, or I'm sure for some people, very daunting. Like they want to not think, which means you wouldn't be a good DM, I guess. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John's done a really great job about creating everything. And I think if, I don't know how advanced he would want to go with the story, but he's done a really good job at welcoming us as newcomers yeah. and not making it too overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and I think both you and I gravitate towards a narrative-based gameplay Um because when we leave the sessions, I think more about the it's like it's almost like playing a book that you're reading as if you were acting out the book that you're reading as you are reading it. Uh, and so it feels like when we, we you, know, you enter a long hallway, the hallway is adorned with sconces made of gold and from these sconces hang red uh, banner flags from Parvula or, you know. You get to imagine how that you like. He gives you that. It's like, like I said, like reading a book. You you know what a golden sconce looks like, but a golden sconce is going to look very different for everybody. In a dark hallway, it's going to look very different for anybody that imagines it. So when you get to imagine something, you put yourself into what it is that you're doing, and that is a that experience that uh, that it's created. I think lingers with me a lot longer um, than. Uh, just playing a game like a video game in a lot of ways uh, which I think is a cool but again it's the amount of stuff that we do in four hours is not much compared to what you can do in four hours in Dragon Age Inquisition or or Skyrim or whatever like you can get a ton of stuff done in four hours of a video game in D&D it's like well you gotta there's a bunch of people so you have to break for bathroom you have to exactly <laughs> you have to uh snack uh, refreshments ask que- like a lot of questions you because you just you you debate you discuss like well there's two there's two roads diverged in this yellow wood which path do we take exactly yeah. i think we've all been very maybe borderline overly communicative about well what are the pros and cons let's get out the whiteboard and uh figure that out and i think that that's what's 
I mean, I, it, at times it can be a little tedious when I'm just like, let's just go. But usually it's like, well, that's the point, right? If we were actually, you want, it's role playing. If you were actually in this position as this character, uh, what kind of questions would you you'd be concerned about your life? And yeah. so in, in a video game, it's so, you're so, ga- you know, uh, wait, gal- not gallant. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, cavalier with the with like your life because you're like oh I just saved <laughs> so if I die it's fine I'll just go back to where I was and I'll just keep going like um, where in this it's like uh, you don't want to die you and there's an actual fear like it's you don't die easily as I found out yeah because I did die you did I quote unquote died during one of our longer battles um, but you get three chances to roll your way out of it which is it's still like. I'm also really hit and miss with rolls. More miss than hit, I feel like. That has been another aspect because the rolling comes into play mostly during battles. Yes, mostly during battles and like perception checks and uh, um, or like uh, you know if you're having a, a discussion, and you're trying to persuade. We I feel like we roll for persuasion a all ton. the time. Yeah, um, or history, nature, arcana, when we're like religion, we, religion. Yeah, you know, we like we found this thing on the ground. Roll for nature or arcana to see if you can discern what it might be. Like, which, which is basically saying, "Will John tell us what it is or yes. not?" Because the thing is, like, we could you could roll a twelve. So you usual a d twenty, which is a dice with twenty sides. Ooh. <laughs> I know for for those who may not know what a d twenty is, um, and you may roll a twelve, and you think that oh, that's not going to get me it, but then I'll like, well, that was enough based on. What I decided was enough, <laughs> um, which is also sometimes very frustrating because you can't just say you, you don't want to be the person who says, hey, come on, just it's a, it's it's I rolled a 17 and that's not going to get me what I need to know. Um, so it's the 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 sometimes arbitrary seeming numeric values that give you permission or don't <laughs> is a uh, is a. A frustrating but also you know that's the challenge that's the challenge right you don't he says you didn't roll it he's pulling this he hopefully decided this number somewhere um and he's not just pulling it out of his ass um oh no he i think he definitely consults the tomes yeah yeah he's got they have a number a number of books with i imagine a number of statistics i haven't looked through every one uh because i kind of like the idea of us just being sort of led through yeah. this experience yeah, take us on this journey. Mm-hmm. Tell us the story. Ooh, tell us the story. Um, Brooklyn, what's your, what is your favorite part of Ding and Ding right now? Within the actual game, I really do love the mysteries that John is setting up for all of us. Yes. Um, he really likes to end each chapter on a cliffhanger he has been doing that it's pretty fun which has been awesome um and it yeah it's like those choose your own adventure novels Mm -hmm. and where's the story going and oh man i gotta turn the book back in gotta wait three days before i check it out again yep um like since hopefully you 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 folks who are listening did listen to our gameplay um like we had a whole thing with one of our big our favorite cliffhangers with was with august ham who we ended up going with on the caravan and uh 
we f- we find him after much searching, and he doesn't know who we are. He How looks did that right. Happen? Yeah, he looks right past. We still haven't figured it out yet. I know. We're that's that is a a thread that has not been tied yet. We're gonna get back to it. I yes. still want to know what happened. Absolutely. Um, but we've gotten, and th- and that's what also a lot of tang like like in questing games, you have your through line which is always derailed because you have to collect five of these things to hand it in to this person who will give you this piece of information so that you can continue on. And while you do this, of course, you gain experience and you gain items and things like that, skills, so that you can are more a, a better character for going further on in the game. It's, it's still like linear in that fashion. Um, but man, I want to know what happened to Ham. What and happened? We, and we can't. We I don't think we can fig, can figure that out until we do this thing for the 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 head of this town who we're at because we saved the Honey night Meadow. Commander. Yeah, the night commander who Kit pissed off. Yeah, severely. Um, and that's the kind of thing that can happen too. Like the so Kit is playing this her character in Raleigh, who doesn't take well to to he she takes well to very few people. He doesn't like many people. Yes. And this a little night, bit antisocial. Yes. This night commander is as stubborn and hot-headed uh, as in Raleigh is. Um, and and they just, like, so John... They did not they hit did, it off. They did not hit it off. They wanted to hit each other off. Is that a term? Punches. Punches. Kick butts. Um, and so I guess we John had written several arcs that would have happened had we been on friendlier terms with the night commander but we ended up with one of a cup only a couple that we could do because the night commander was not going to help us oh no very much because we pissed her off not after those social yeah. interactions and and that's me is 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 like interesting that you put you as a D, as whoever the dm is has to put time into creating um options that your party can follow when you don't do what they expect right and if you don't do what they expect man i can't imagine how easy it is to think of like well i guess we're doing this now i'm gonna we're making this up on the fly um but it's it's been fun watching things work the way he expects and then not work the way he expects um so i think we've had a nice balance um of that i also really like um and I think this depends on who you're playing with. But I think we have a very lighthearted approach and there's lots of jokes that pop up yes. and we're not taking it too, too seriously. Oh, no, no. Um, like my nuts. favorite thing to do is an acrobatic role. Just for the heck of it, <laughs> yeah. just throw that in there to see if I succeed. Well, one, one time you impressed the night commander, like you rolled yeah. like a 23 or you, you, you crit rolled for an acrobatics. And so like John's like, whoa, I guess you did... Like a triple backflip with a somersault, and the night commander thought that was pretty cool. Right, yeah. So that's been pretty fun. Um, yeah. Just kind of playing with it, kind of uh, razzing the DM a little bit, just to see how is he going to take this. Yeah, because otherwise, like, what, you know, if it's no, f- I doubt it's fun for him also if we're not challenge, like, if we're just, like, if we're not giving him a challenge, then he might as well just give us his notes you know right and that or or we just read a book you know like that's that's the that is what makes it different than a book is that it's interactive 
and that we can change what occurs. Um, and so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been great. It's been great. Um, what have been your um, positive feelings about your experience? Well, it's a good social thing. I really enjoy it for its social. It's like it's because it's you're present with people. Like we do have our laptops open, but we're all playing the same game in the same room. So it it reminds me of land parties back in like high school in that in that regard. Um, but it's nice just seeing friends on a regular basis, um, having a an ex- like an excuse to do so that doesn't feel like god we always just go to the same bar and drink and watch you know hockey or whatever um that's not that there's a there's nothing wrong with that but i like the idea of us having like oh we're playing this game we keep playing this same game it, it feels like a better excuse to meet with people and then you actually do something and then conversations always tend to occur before and after um that have nothing to do with the game it's just it's it's a good opportunity to to maintain social relations so that's cool um especially during the winter when you have to find excuses that aren't stupid to go out when it's shitty out definitely it has gotten us out of the house i think it's important uh and the battling's fun when so i think that's i like battling a lot because it makes me feel the most feelings i get i get real worked up when I don't, I can't get a roll. Like I'm a, I'm a paladin with this big ass hammer, swing and a miss, and you miss something because you don't roll a dice correctly, and that's that is infuriating to me. Considering, like, because the idea is that this this paladin has has been well trained with this hammer, and he can't hit like I well, what I miss a suit of armor. We were battling suits of armor just last week. Yeah, they were sentient. Yeah, sentient suits of armor, and they're it's right in front of me. And I can't fucking hit the damn thing. You can move it a little bit. Okay, moving my yeah, microphone. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, it's all good. Um, and that frustrated me. And then like I got, I would get damaged, and it's just. Uh, but when you do succeed, it's immensely satisfying. Like getting a good roll, getting a good hit, figuring out what works against these creatures and what doesn't, because sometimes they have resistances that you may not know about. Um, and then looting. I love looting. <laughs> It's usually crap, but uh, it, it unlike again, I keep I. It's hard not to reference this compared to other video games, um, not other video games compared to video games, um, where like loot is you get so much loot so often in games because they want to keep rewarding you for doing stuff, so it keeps you hooked. It's like a drug, right? Um, where D and D, you get the battles take a while, and the loot's usually crappy. So when you get a good piece of, of, of armor or a good weapon, it's like, whoa, whoa. I actually earned this thing. Yeah. And it, yeah. And you, it, it gives more uh, emphasis and more power to the things that you do acquire because you get so you get them so you get them less often. <laughs> um, so that and I mean, I do love the narrative. I like I love it's just playing a story. We're living a story that isn't our lives which is you know why we watch movies it's why we read books it's why we play games you know it's why we do all these things is it's there's a form of escape um but there's something that feels a little more uh uh unlike a film where you really just do sit back you're passive you're very passive in your escape in film this is a very active escape um and i think you know when if you i mean 
I guess it's hard to me, for me to imagine people who do this to the point where it's a problem. But I, guess, I mean, I guess we've heard that like, you know, Billy is in the basement again playing D&D with his buds. He's been down there for eight hours straight. I just, I don't know what to do with him sometimes. He needs to get a girl and a job. You know, I don't, I don't know. That feels like it was a problem in the 80s in movies or something or Lots the 90s. Lots of problems in the 80s. Yeah, right? Yuppies. <laughs> Uh, Do you see any any negative takeaways? Uh, I mean, it's time consuming. I think, I mean that that I think is the only real downside to. And we have, and depending on your DM, uh, you have to wait. They have to write stuff, Uh, and so like you know, like waiting for the next episode of a sitcom to come out in you know pre two thousand ten. Um, you have to have patience and that can be good and bad. Now, what about you? Is that, what's your, what's your least favorite thing about D and D Brooklyn? <laughs> I think, yeah, it does take a lot of time. Um, so I can see how it would be hard for a lot of people to pick up casually because you have to really dedicate yourself to, spit blocking off um certain days of the week yeah, or... we play for about we played for about four hours on average sometimes we play for six or i think one time we played like seven hours of D one yes day. we did that was a fun day yeah but that's a that's a lot but then time. again like we work full time we have other things going on in our life I, i'm working on a podcast you are you are <laughs> i'm going back to school and yeah. um it can feel a little bit overwhelming yeah but I never regret going, and I never begrudge that time. I don't either. Um, and I think, you know, because we're not, uh, you know, we don't have kids. We don't, we don't have, we don't feel obligated to go to the gym every single day. Um, we don't have too many social obligations. Uh, it's a thing that we can do that I think we feel well within our means to afford to be able to do. Uh, Whereas I'm not sure if other people could would be able to justify that kind of time expenditure on something that maybe doesn't have you can't go to the I don't know to the 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 bar or the water cooler and say like yeah man I played D and D for four hours and let me tell you what we like I don't know if that if that's a thing that's great I just don't I don't know where those bars or those water coolers are where well maybe at my job <laughs> where people yak about D and D or where where it, your experience in D and D is something that you can take to other social interactions with with people that maybe you don't know. Unlike watching the you know the last episode, the season, the series finale of Friends, you can watch that at home and then talk about it with people the next day, and it's it's something that you've all kind of shared. Where D and D is not something you share because it's your experience is going to be unique. You can there are commonalities like what your classes. You know what you're maybe what's I like this spell a lot because you got you like the spells are going to kind of be more or less universal. But as far as saying, man, when that goblin popped out of the tree, blew my mind. And then your friend's <laughs> like, I did not play the right. same campaign as you. Uh, I had wraiths and they came out of the grave. So I'm yeah, weird. I know. Wraith graves. Grave. Hello, I'm Wraith Graves. <laughs> um, so I think there's that is a 
distinct thing about D&D also. Yeah, totally. It would definitely gel with school-aged people. Oh, God, yeah, <laughs> who who are hanging out all the time anyway, who are in cliques and, like, oh, God. Who if, get out of school at 320. And, yeah, like, if, yeah. if I if I had friends who I was closer with who were into this sort of thing when I was younger, I could easily see myself playing this for hours when I was a kid. Um I mean, I was basically reading the, the same kind of books that were telling these stories and playing these video games anyway. Um, I should, no, nobody, had, I don't think I knew anybody in my high school, elementary school, who was that into D&D, or at least if they were, I didn't, and that's be like, I just didn't like them. I think I know a couple of people, but I wouldn't hang out with them. You also, you have to be able to hang out with this person for lots of hours. Absolutely, and I feel like it's definitely brought us closer together with Kit and John. Yes. And I think we're all kind of like ride or die with each other, so we all have the same kind of temperaments. And... Yeah, more or less, yeah. Um, uh, and I think we get into the characters, but not so much where it becomes a problem. And I think we, we're all just pretty chill people. Like, we're here to have fun. Yeah, totally. Because I cannot imagine playing like really competitive D and D and like, dude. And I could see how it could get to a point where it's very just. It really opened my eyes after we brought this up already. But that Lyft driver really opened up my eyes. Like, yeah. wow, you can really just dig right in there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's also nice about it too is that it can be as casual or as in-depth as your party decides they want it to be. And obviously ours is not that in-depth. You know, I, I could stand for for a couple of... Well, that's the thing. Like, I, you know, I want, I want all those those deets about the weapons. Like, what's its DPS? But, like, that stuff doesn't matter. Like, that's damage per second, you know, which is in video games and really helps me decide which weapon I want to be using. But it's, like, weapons have... They have damage. Uh, they do a specific type of damage, like piercing, bludgeoning, uh, slashing, or whatever. Um, and all those things affect certain enemies different. It's just it's a different way to approach uh, role playing than I am familiar with. And so I, I like sometimes I want it to be more challenging, but other times I'm just thinking like this is no, this is appropriate. I barely get how spell slots work. Uh, so I guess I'm okay with where we're at, right? You know, I wouldn't want it to be any harder. But I don't think John wants to steer us towards difficulty of gameplay. It's more about what's the story, morning glory. How do you see your future with D&D? About this casual? Like, I, I don't think I'd want to get into a place where we were like the Lyft driver, you know? Sure. Because um, I think... The amount of time, like, because the way he was talking about it, he also played EverQuest. <laughs> that was me hitting the microphone Ooh. with my water glass. Water glass. But it's okay. No water spilled. That's really, yeah, it's fine. So back to oh, Lift Driver. He and... also played EverQuest, which is, uh, should be a, a tall tale, tall tale, tell sign. <laughs> a tall I've never tale. even heard of EverQuest. You had to explain it to me after the fact. Oh, it, it, it was like... It was kind of like WoW before WoW. It was one of the big... World of Warcraft. Yes, World of Warcraft. Uh, 
games. It was an online, a massively online multiplayer game, MMORPG, massively multiplayer online, yeah, role playing game, uh, that took off because it did it did those things very well in the when the internet using it for gaming of that nature finally got to a point where it was viable and so it it blew up and it was the thing that like maybe people thought D was in the 80s you know it became that video game that people where people started talking about video game addiction was because of everquest people just wouldn't stop playing it um so this is the kind of a, a kind of person who really dives headfirst in these things and I mean, he LARPs now. <laughs> this we Live found action role playing. Yeah, we found. <laughs> thank, you, thank you. We found out a lot about this guy in our short lift ride home. Um, and he did. He did I, I never played EverQuest, but I, I knew about its reputation, and I played WoW, and um, definitely couldn't get into it the way that a lot of my other friends did because I, I mean I wasn't as good at it as they were, and they also had more time to dedicate to it. And um, so it's it's a mixture of skill and commitment, um, and I just didn't have either. Uh, and when you don't have the skill, you don't want to commit to it because then it's just like, well, what's the point of this? I'm not great at it. I might as well put my energies elsewhere. Um, so I think that's how I would probably. But, but that D and D is so much different than all those games because there's there's you can take all the time you want to think about what you want to do. There is no rush. Um, unless you have a cruddy party who's like, make your fuck, fucking make a decision. Yeah. But no one's like, we're like, we talk and, well, should I use, should I use Searing Smite right now or should I save it for, we might be hitting some harder baddies later on. Should I use it now? Like, yeah, yeah like, or, or John might say, actually, you should probably save that because he's, he's a pretty lax DM, dungeon master. And he's like, I, without telling you to save it, explicitly i will imply that you should not do this um which means we're going to run some people who will i want to use that for um but we get to talk and make those decisions together yeah um so like i said i don't want i don't think i want to get any more intense than what we're at because i think what's so attractive about it is that it's not that intense (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Um, and it's you get the same kind of reward that you get from other games, but you don't feel like, oh my god, like just like my my heart is being so fast because all this adrenaline pumping from this one. Like you get, we don't you you can get ambushed by fifty goblins, but you get to take them all pretty slowly, and they all have to roll a die, uh, and you got to roll a die. It just all these things take time, so you have so much more. Uh, you have more moments to adjust absorb reflect and then act um which i enjoy so so as long as it stays kind of casual you can see yourself being involved in the long run yeah yeah i mean as long as the and again it's gonna vary by who i'm playing with you know like i can't imagine getting into a long campaign with people i'm not crazy about what about you what about you brooklyn grilling me what about you ben it's an interview podcast what about you yeah definitely i do think about the future of this game and how long does it last when when do we all die when do we or when do we meet our goal 
Um, and I guess you can and, keep playing other campaigns with the same character. So we could get to where we want to stop and then start something new with the same characters. But I think it's going to be so sad. <laughs> like, maybe it's like, you never forget your first campaign. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'll be very bummed when it ends. Because it will end. Unless, like, John keeps writing and we're well into our 80s. And it could be the never-ending story. It very well could be. Um, but our characters stay the same age. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm an elf, so, uh, I mean, I'll be around for a while. Half so elf. Hot. Half elf. Half elves are so They're hot. They're so hot. But, yeah, I don't know. I do see myself, I'm very invested now. Yeah. It's and... hard. It's, if you're doing it right, like, it's hard not to be, to care what happens. Like, it, it, like I said, it's like reading, I feel the same way when I read a book and I think, the absence I'll feel in my chest is the same way I'll feel when I finish a book. Like when you finish, or when you finish a really long movie, like you've just been in this for so long and now there's all of a sudden a void in your soul yeah. that you don't know how to fill immediately. And you, it's almost like you need some time to grieve the passing. Absolutely. You don't, it's hard to like just pick up another book, Yeah, you know? So... Yeah, I'm late to the party, and I'm really glad I'm at the party. Yeah, now. we both we both were, and I, I like that this is something we experienced together. Oh my gosh, our cat Misses will not us. make up her mind. She's cute though. Um, yeah, and I would rec- I, if I would re- absolutely recommend this. To, it, what I guess what's also difficult about recommendate recommendationing about recommending this is that you need to find people who want to do it with you. You. You probably need people who are experienced. Like when you do, you just gotta go out there and find your kitten, John. That's right. Uh, like when you do mushrooms for the first time, you want to have somebody with you who's done mushrooms before, uh, so they can help guide you. And I think that's what you you. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how they asked. They invited us. <laughs> we did not seek this out. I'm glad they did. But but I don't know where people go when they want to just. Even though I'm sure there are online groups, like we're starting a. If it's you always ha- the internet, that's yeah, the answer. Exactly. I mean, because we're on this site called uh, 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 Roll, Roll Twenty. Twenty. Uh, I'm pretty sure they have forums where you can get on. Yeah. So if you want to get look, you know, look online and see if there are, and you you you, it's different because you'll be paired with people who are going to be all across the world because that's what the, these these sites do. Uh, you can play online. You you don't have the the benefit that we have of of face to face interaction. But you they have chat like a chat window. They have maps on the on the board. They have tokens that represent your characters when you're in battles. Um, you can look up items, spells. You have a character sheet all online. They do really make it easy uh, for you to just pick it up online. Uh, but you still have to, like, but there's obviously no guarantee that when you start playing online, you're gonna find people that you like gaming with much like your guild in world of warcraft um you don't know these people and you really hope that when you start playing with them that it won't be a shit show right and 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 i couldn't even tell you what the learning curve is on these things either like you know would would they accept noobs (laughs) you know i don't know uh because there's a whole culture of D &D that i'm not we we us talking about this on the podcast is like only scratching the surface of the greater uh, story that's below, which is the culture of people who play D&D. 
which we're like kind of getting, you know, when we meet people in Lyft, you know, our Lyft drivers and stuff like that. Um, and I think for a lot of people, that is that is what D&D is, especially for people who don't play it. They know about the, you know, push your glasses up on your, on your nose and, okay, we're both wearing glasses, <laughs> um, <laughs> pocket protectors and uh, ner- ner- nerds. These are the things that nerds have, pocket protectors, glasses <laughs> with a tape on the bridge. You only have your references from, you know, 80s movies. Suspenders, pants <laughs> that go up, that high pants that, you know, with white socks and bad loafers. Like I, these, yes, <laughs> these are all characters from, this is one character from Revenge of the Nerds. Yes. Uh, who probably plays D&D. <laughs> uh, but that, that's that's the impression that that, that the media, um, the the fake news media. Oh no! <laughs> Let's not bring that into this. Has established right is that it's not what cool people do, right? Um, but I, uh, you, it doesn't. It's I. I hope people don't let that like it. Sh- that should never stand in the way of you enjoying something anyway. But I would not let that get in the way of you wanting to play a game that's fun. Like, um, I'm trying to think of other examples. Like, well, it's it. It's like Settlers of Catan. I don't know, like where it it was a game that only nerds play. Then all of a sudden, people played and like, oh, it's yeah, it's fun. Now everybody plays Settlers of Catan. You know what? I think we're all nerds in this day and age. Yeah, we. That's what we Byron and I kind of talked about in one of the casts. Like, yeah, everybody's a nerd for something. That's the yeah. That's that's the thing that gets tossed around. We're all we all want to be nerds about something, and ner- being a nerd is now hip. It's cool to, it's hip to be a square. Oh boy. Finally. Better check with Huey Lewis on that. <laughs> and not, I just can't sing it or I can't say it for longer than 30 seconds. Hip no! to. <laughs> or something. <laughs> um, so yeah, play it, play it. Like go online, play it. Um, if you got the time. I think that's my only caveat. It's like, if you got the time. It's worth the time. It is. It's. It's like reading a, an interactive book. Like, yeah. Any, any, do you have any uh, advice to people, Brooklyn, who might be getting into it with, like, the way we did and, and, uh, just, just, uh, words of wisdom? Words of wisdom. Hopefully, you can find somebody that's played it before and they can kind of shepherd you into this whole lovely world because i think coming from where i come from when i've never played everquest or world of warcraft or anything like that i definitely appreciated somebody kind of holding my hand through the process so if that is available to you i would recommend using using that that's good advice mine would be uh put in you you put in what you get out i think like if you want to put the time and invest like because like it's probably for me it's more fun when i put the voice on when i become the character i think you get you get in what you wait you put out what you get in you get in what you put out i don't know if you're supposed to be putting out anything oh that's not well (laughs) (laughs) just kidding (laughs) uh you know you guys know what i mean um you get out what you put in you get what you you get from it what you put into it. Because you're not 
wait. You're putting something into it and you're getting something out of it, right? Or you're getting something out of it that you put into it. You get what you put out. Well, you should be putting out. You put what you (laughs) get out. (laughs) You, we got it. We got it. One of those has to be right. Is there any more combinations we can? You reap what you sow. How about that? Ah, yes. Something like that. Um, You well, we. <laughs> okay okay um so yeah uh i recommend this and i think it's a party worth going to i i really do um and i'd recommend it to to like i said those who got the time and inclination it's not impossible um and if you i think if you want to do it you're probably already doing it and if this has convinced you which i hope it has um you know find some people i'm sure you could find some we we tripped into it absolutely uh yeah. they're out there there's a lot of them out there um, and I think they'd be willing to talk about it if you asked them. And most of the time, I think they would love to have more. It's a more the merrier kind of thing in a lot of ways. Um, well, I don't think you want like a, a party of 30 people, man. Like, just think how long one battle would take with like if each character, then, well, then you just have to add more, more monsters. At our pace, it would take a long time. It would take a long time. But I'm sure there are faster paces. I'm sure some people just like uh, you take the flank, you go front, uh, do bolt of this and do stab of that and do backflip, Nephi. Acrobatics roll. Aw, cat. Okay, thanks Brooklyn for hey, thank you for experiencing this with me and sh- we we shared an episode together, an experience together, um, and I think this was this was a lot of fun for me. And, this was fun. And we're gonna keep doing this. So this is not like a, a movie you watch and maybe you never watch again. This is. Something that I think will be intermittently part of our lives for a time, if not for a very long time. Yeah. Um, until it's no, and then, you know, until it's no longer feasible. I suppose. Who knows? Maybe we'll have a follow up, catch up. Yeah. Just see how like we're on a new campaign, or or uh, maybe we've maybe there was some drama and we had to stop playing, and maybe that's that's what the listeners want to hear. They want to hear about the drama. Hooah! Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. What's that called again? ASMR. Goodbye. Cut the mic. She says cut the mic. There was a little Spanish beat. A record star, Tony B. Heard of singers like Beatles, the chipmunks he's seen on TV. Why not a little Spanish beat?